0: Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. hello my unicorns welcome back today i have a really fun special guest for you joining me on the podcast today is alex hall aka the bottoms digest
1: uh howdy i love that you call your audience unicorns that's so beautiful
0: (laughs) thank you i mean clearly there's a theme here (laughs) right (laughs) i love it yes um thank you for being on the podcast today i'm really excited to have you and to talk about all things bottoming
1: Oh, my favorite topic. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> do, you, do
0: you like that topic? Oh, I love it? it. I love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you haven't gathered. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm all about the unicorns. You're all about peaches. Yeah. Asses. Asses yeah. and
1: asses. all around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you get into this, Alex? Like, How, how did you create the Bottoms Digest?
1: Yeah. So um, I actually love telling the story because it's – um. I was working in reproductive rights for five years and um, I actually thought of the idea when I was living in New York city and I kind of was like, okay, I can't be in politics forever. Like what is going to be the next thing that I do? Um, What is something I love to do? And I was legit just cooking in my apartment and I was changing up my diet when I lived in New York because it was so expensive to buy meat all the time so i was like Mm. starting to do a more plant-based diet um and getting a lot funny enough after years of research i started to find out that i was getting a lot of plant diversity in my diet but at the time i didn't really know that and i really started to notice how it was affecting uh bowel movements in the bathroom how it was affecting prepping for bottoming in the best way possible Mm. and I legit was just, like, cooking in my kitchen one day, which in New York City, it's, like, almost unheard of that anyone would cook for themselves. Right. <laughs> and, and I was cooking in, like, my 20-square-foot kitchen, and it kind of just, like, light bulb moment for me, where I was like, oh, my God, I I really just want to start, like, sharing, like, cooking tips and dietary tips and all this stuff with people that want to bottom, because there's this whole stigma that you have to starve before bottoming, and that's not something I've ever done, and I've been bottoming since I 17. Di-
0: yeah, I've never done that either, and I've I've heard that only like more recently people have shown me memes with that, and I was like, oh my god, wait, that's a thing. Who's been doing that?
1: Yeah, and it's like <laughs> I get that it's some of it's a joke, but it's such clickbait. And if you're like 17 watching that for the first time, you might think that that's the norm or that that's standard that you mm-hmm. have to do that. So. Um, fast forward, like a year, I came up with the idea, but I didn't act on it because I lived in a tiny ass New York city apartment. And I was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to film this in here. Um, and then COVID happened. So I'm actually from Houston, Texas, but I moved to Austin, Texas because my best friend was there and I started it out there. And it just, I remember posting like the trailer on TikTok and just disappearing for like a week and when i came back i had like 50,000 followers with no <laughs> with no other videos <laughs> <laughs> and i was like okay well there's obviously a need for this um so yeah that's kind of like how it started and it started as a plant-based like how to eat a little more plant-based a little less meat and all that stuff but okay. over we're over 2 years old now and we've learned a lot now especially from other scientists and doctors and stuff that everybody is so unique that we can kind of start to just play around with all kinds of cooking but um also we've like pivoted into sex ed too which has been super fun and it's honestly what's been making us even bigger um Mm. so it's it's evolved
0: yeah i i i think it was a friend that actually sent me one of your videos on Instagram, like one of your reels about mm-hmm. bottoming and douching and the amount of water to douche. Cause a lot of us have used too much before Honestly. in the past. Yeah. And uh, it, it was funny cause he sent it to me. He goes, Hey, this reminds me of, of you because I had someone share an infographic with me about why you don't need to use that much water. Cause I had been using, too much water and making things worse. And then it was taking me forever to douche. Yeah.
1: And especially depends on like the equipment you're taking. Like if your partner has a big penis or like bigger than average is what I mean by that. So like over like six inches, Mm -hmm. even then, even then my husband has an eight inch penis and I still douche using less water and less tip. And it's, it's just been magnificent i've been doing that for years years and years and years because when i was i actually never douched until i was like 23 um i didn't uh, douche until like 2020 oh my god and like when you watch the episode of uh where Uh they talk about bottoming which they talk about it for 20 seconds trixie talks about how she didn't douche until she was in her 20s and uh um and I remember, like, the time it happened where I I didn't douche. And this guy was such an asshole about it. And mm-hmm. me being 22, 23 or whatever, like, a young gay instead, I was just like, oh, shit, I need to start doing this, blah, blah, blah. I went and bought that giant douche that everyone buys the first time. Which, and- what what color <laughs> was yours? <laughs> it was just a giant black one with, like, okay. a giant black tip. Um and I just remember it like ruining sex for me for like a full year. Like it just mm-hmm. made things worse. It was so much water, yeah. all this stuff. And then I just kind of over the years stopped using so much. And then when I started the bombs, I I started wa- uh, working with GI doctors that really taught me the anatomy of why you don't need so much water and so much of the tip and also how it's really bad for your, your gut microbiome long-term anyways, to be doing that.
0: Okay, wait. You have to like slow down and tell people about all of this now because right. <laughs> I guarantee there are others listening right now. They're like, "What?" They're hearing for the- this for the first time. And again, y'all, that's why we're doing this episode, and this is why this. I'm I'm so glad to have Alex on the podcast, and why you need to go follow his work on Instagram because what they're doing is it is so needed no one wants to really talk about this stuff in the graphic way that the honest way that we're going to be talking right. about it today. So like, listen up if you've been kind of wondering and uh, feeling a little nervous about learning too much, like I did just a few years ago, this episode is for you.
1: Mm. So. Ain't it though? Seriously, I grew up in Texas where there's like, honestly, no even hetero sex ed, let alone queer sex ed. Mm-hmm. So when I was working reproductive rights, that's when I really was like, okay, I like, I love that I'm doing this, but I want to be doing something for my community also. Okay. And so that's why I started doing this because I was like, okay, honestly, I'm a huge slut. I have so many amazing tips that have helped me over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also learned so much through my connections with these GI doctors and stuff. But what I was talking about with over douching, like when you, when you douche, especially with tap water, you are disrupting the mucus lining in your rectum that is naturally there that helps things move along through your system. Mm-hmm. So when you over-douche, you're actually just making things harder long-term. And
0: and when you, you have- say o-
1: o- over-douche, do you mean just that one time, like you're
0: using too much water, or do you mean – in the long term, like if you're douching every day,
1: I'm in douching every day. Like if you're doing it like every day, multiple times a day, and that and people are like, "Well, I don't. I, why would you ever?" Well, I'm talking about like OnlyFans sex workers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That does happen, and um, and that's the other part is like this is really nuanced. I think a lot of times people can't think outside the box of other people's experiences with bottoming. Um, they're like I just said when people are like. Well, why would I ever douche every day? It's like, well, there are sex workers out there that do need to figure out things, and it's yeah. just something you need to navigate. So that's why it's much safer to use less water and less of the tip because you're disrupting things no matter what. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, meaning that less, uh, you don't have to shove that douche all the way into. Oh your my god! Bottle.
1: Like seriously, yeah. It's it's uh, it goes past so poop is stored in the sigmoid colon which is past the curve in your colon mm-hmm. um and when you shove that giant tip which funny enough a lot of those douches are actually vaginal douches and the buyer at sex shops just doesn't know the difference when they buy them. really um, yeah that's why a lot of them are so big because <laughs> a lot of times they're vaginal douches in to begin with and
0: I got my uh, first one at CVS. It was like the for yeah. just for like constipation, just this like yeah, horrible, like thick rubber blue bulb oh, that just yeah. it was
1: it's yeah. getting medical. It's Absolutely. getting medical grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Like they just um when you shove that giant thing up there, it's it shoots water past the curve in your colon and it goes mm. into areas. No penis was ever going to get now fisting is like its own ball game for sure, yeah. but with having regular sex like it's not gonna get in there, so mm-hmm. um it can maybe tap in there, but when you are dumping a gallon of water in your sigmoid colon, there's almost that's why it, the water never feels like it's getting clean because you've gone too far mm-hmm.
0: And now you've disrupted everything past that curve. And now everything has to come out before. And now
1: everything. And that takes a long time. And yeah. and, And that's where the over douching, like you're really disrupting that mucus lining. You're really disrupting your regularity, your body, like the, the natural rhythms of your body. Like if you know, you go take a bowel movement every morning, you are potentially disrupting that by over douching all the time because your body's, getting all these different signals than what it had before. So there's a lot of consequences to overdoing it. Mm.
0: Um, so what would you say to someone that um, I guess is like trying this for the first time, let's like rewind even. And like, yes. what are the Like the basics that someone needs to know for the first time that they're going to try douching to bottom. Um, they may be like, either of us who bought them plenty of times before we ever <laughs> douche another like well it wasn't a horrible disaster like i don't Seriously.
1: what do i do now so there's a couple things um obviously if you're going to douche we'll get into that but like fiber supplements cannot be understated like they yeah. they really really help things along because if you have a natural bowel movement in the morning and if you're one of those people that goes to wipe and the toilet paper is clean because your fiber game is so strong, like you're pretty much set. Like mm-hmm. you could maybe use up a day to rinse off, but like there's almost like no residue in your colon if you're going to wipe and there's nothing there because you are getting enough fiber. But when you take fiber supplements, you have to work into that. You can't just go willy nilly right into taking four, three times a day, four fiber supplements or whatever. You have to work into it because you're actually going to make yourself more constipated Um, if you take too much fiber Mm. in the beginning. But straight up psyllium husk, you don't need any of the like queer marketed fiber supplements just for bottoming. You just need plain Jane psyllium husk powder or like fiber supplements that you can get giant like tubs of (laughs) for like 10, 15 dollars i have like the most generic celium house capsules um where do you get this is it like on amazon where do you typically get yours um i got these funny enough i got these when i was in l.a um because i always take fiber supplements when i'm traveling because traveling can be very disruptive to people's like regularity and all that so when you have fiber supplements on you i actually just um worked with Dope Kitchen, Nicole at Dope Kitchen. She, her account is phenomenal, if no one is following her right now, but she has like a million followers on TikTok. She's got like 200,000 on Instagram, but she's a good friend of mine and um she's been traveling a lot for like travel blogging. That's kind of what she's working into. Okay. And I gave I gave her my fiber supplement tips for traveling and she like she texted me and was like, "Oh my god, this was iconic. I am actually having regular bowel movements when I'm traveling now." I'm like oh my god, that's fantastic. So that's kind of key if you're like starting with is like knowing your regularity. Like, do you poop in the morning? Do you poop at night? Are you a person that poops every other day? Like that's super important mm-hmm. to know your natural regularity. And if you know that you're not very regular and you're kind of struggling to have good bowel movements in general, it's time to start introducing a fiber supplement. <laughs> yeah. Like today. Um, you don't need the overpriced ones for real. And the ones that I bought. To answer your question, I got in LA at like a Walgreens. I just got a big bottle of celium hus capsules. Okay. <laughs> and it was like $25 for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I have so, definitely
0: been using the the one marketed to the gays. Yeah. Um and may switch
1: over now. Yeah, it's just it's the same. Like there's no such thing as bad fiber, but for a lot of people, I always especially for my audience, I think that's why people love my channel so much is accessibility is number one priority. So um, I can't speak to everyone and assume what your lifestyle is like, but I can assume that we can try to get the most cheap product in front of you that works just as well, if not better. Mm. But every GI doctor I've ever worked with recommends pure psyllium husk, not proprietary blend fiber supplements. Fabulous. (laughs) Um, So, that's, that's the best one. And then I guess if you're going to douche, um, you know, just less is more for real. Like if you have a big douche, mm-hmm. use less of the tip and less of the water. If you don't have a douche yet, you could go buy a Dew, DU. Their douches are amazing. They don't push extra air in you. Um, oh. they, look, they look bigger than they are, too, because they have a valve inside that the contraption that makes the air not get pushed in you. Um and they're also a trans-owned, queer owned douche company. We love that. so okay yeah. we're totally linking all of these up in the show notes for sure. yes, awesome yeah, do is a great. um and the like I would use that because you can use it standing up. a lot of rookie mistakes are people <clears throat> they'll try to douche in all kinds of crazy angles and like on all fours laying on their side all this And I'm like you're di- you're tipping the water into. <laughs> so try do- Wait,
0: you're not supposed to do
1: a handstand
0: while you do no i've been doing absolutely it not, absolutely not. um
1: you don't want to slip and break your neck that's not a good douching 101 t- <laughs> <laughs> how are you gonna suck this with it. a broken neck yeah and it's like not gonna work out so Yeah, I think those are some like top tier tips. I know that sounds like overwhelming, but I just was like word vomiting as much information as possible on those two avenues of fiber and using a good douche and using less water.
0: Awesome. Do you have any infographics on your site or on Instagram or anything that you've posted that we can link up in the show notes to to show people what we're talking about with the the bend and the colon and, and what they're really going for?
1: Yeah, so I have some videos on my TikTok and my Instagram. Um, I I will make some infographics for y'all because I've been actually doing that more. I just came out with a carousel on Thursday um on how to loosen up better for bottoming using butt plugs. And that okay. was like an infographic. I love carousel. Oh uh, yeah, it was uh and it did super well because there's obviously like a need for these. And I used to be a graphic designer when I worked at Reproductive Ride organization. So Awesome. Um, I've been using that now to like make these. Um, so yeah, I do have some videos on my channels about talking about why over is a problem. And I show the colon diagram with mm-hmm. it, but I I'll make some more stagnant ones for
0: sure. Amazing. Well. So then I'll link that up in the show notes too. And everyone can, you, you all can enjoy a little visual of what your body looks like on the inside.
1: Yes. I have all kinds of videos. I talk about, why coffee makes you have to run to the bathroom. I talk about loosening up before bottoming. I talk about literally all of it. So, and then also fun recipes.
0: Yeah. You really have everything. I feel like you're, you're the whole suite of everything anyone could ever want. Or Yes. The whole,
1: the whole suite <laughs> mm.
0: of anything ever, anyone could ever want for bottoming.
1: That's kind of the goal is like it started as a recipe channel, and as time has gone on, I started actually debunking shower douches and I started debunking um like overduuching and all that, and that stuff started to take off. and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna keep doing sex ed content also. yeah, so now now it's diff. it's more like forty sixty where it's like forty percent recipes. 60 sex ed stuff especially as the recipe content is becoming more like everybody's body is different Mm -hmm. so my my recipe content lately is like make this thing listen to your body know what to swap out instead Mm -hmm. of like this is a bottom friendly dish because i've learned a lot over the last two years and there is honestly no secret anymore in the beginning i was like oh plant-based dairy-free all that now i'm learning like some people can truly eat pounds of dairy and be ready to go. And so we can't really say that anymore. We have to be like, listen to your body, make fajitas without the onion. If you're sensitive to onion, like don't give up a dish because there's one ingredient in it. That's kind of the new angle. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Trying to just be trying to be accessible to people, you know, meet them where they're at.
0: Yeah. And also not, I think that's something that we do a lot in, it's not. It's like any kind of industry, maybe the commonality of social media. I don't know, but just the the generalization of advice, where it's just, "Oh, hey, this yeah. is the truth. You have to do this, and yeah. no matter who you are." Instead of really meeting people where they're at with, "Hey, you know your body really well. You've kind of had it your whole life, and yeah. um, I've never yeah. lived in your body. So why don't you <laughs> also yeah. bring your knowledge?"
1: um Mira Bellwether, the trans sex educator that passed away i think last year actually um they their zine fucking trans women is a huge inspiration to me and in the beginning of fucking trans women there is a, like a quote about how sex ed is like a it's like a cookbook and how they're recipes that we trade off we're sharing recipes but you don't have to follow my recipe you can change mm-hmm. the recipe and i was I was like, that's iconic because I'm literally doing that with recipes and sex that is like, here's the guidelines, here are some like healthy things that are way healthier than starving yourself and douching because yeah. some toxic queen on <laughs> Instagram told you to do that. Um so like here's this, but at the end of the day, listen to your body and do what's best for you is kind of just the gold. Yeah.
0: Also, by the way, if you eat a breakfast sandwich, it's not coming out your butthole seven no. hours later. No, like, for real. <laughs> that it, is not how the body works. So not. starving yourself would only work if you did it for like many days until you yeah. no longer had to poop anymore. It's, so.
1: it's wild that I have to we have to talk about this all the time. I'm like, I mean, I understand that people with IBS are definitely a little different, but even then when they're eating something that's disrupting things, it's not that food ending up at the end of their rectum right away. Right. Um, so it's kind of wild that we have to like remind people all the time, like, hey, you don't digest food in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why actually my channel focuses on bloating and gas the most, because that's, again, the the whole point of bottom digest is to really center bottom people that want to bottoms comfort and pleasure. Because for so long, it felt like, the top was always centered. Like is the top is the top feeling good? Is the top getting what they want? Is the top not having to deal with messes? Like fuck that. Like it's, I want to know if I'm feeling good. Bottoming is not supposed to be painful. It's supposed to feel incredible. Like all these things. And when you eat something that makes you bloated or gassy, that's a way quicker effect from eating something than passing it 24, or yeah. 48 hours later. You can get gassy from something within thirty minutes of eating it, and the the point isn't to be embarrassed about farts happening in the bedroom or something. The point is, is it's going to be kind of painful when you're bottoming, and the whole point of bottoming is for you to really enjoy it. So um, that's kind of where it's all at. This isn't a diet; it's just about navigating foods that agree with your body, so that you know you can go in. Like I just did a video about I this guy did a video talking about bottom diet, you know, the girl diet trend that was going around. Like, I actually don't know if our, I know about our, this. Tell me, I'm sorry. It's a girl dinner or whatever they were saying. No, well, what is that? I don't actually know, but it was like a trend uh, that was happening and people were just okay. joking about all these different things. And this guy on TikTok did bottom dinner and it was just like cup of ice water. And I stitched <laughs> it and it, I stitched it and it went kind of viral. It's got like 500,000 views on Instagram right now, but Oh my God. Um, I just was like, the other day I had fried chicken and had sex with my husband 20 minutes later. So it's, it's really just about knowing your body. And it it really like popped off because it really is like, you can sometimes eat things like that if you know that your body's cool with it, but Mm -hmm. there's only one way to find out. And it's trial and error. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, everybody's different and like, I can eat pounds of meat. Like when I used to really be trying to pack on muscle, I used to eat a pound more than a pound of chicken every day wow. and at least half a pound of beef every day and had no issues. And then um with the increase in fat in my diet recently, that's what does it for me. Is yeah. if I have too high of a fat content in my diet, it definitely makes a big difference
1: for me. So, fiber supplements really help balance Mm -hmm. that out yeah it's all about balance like whenever i tell people there you're taking fiber supplements to make up for the lack of fiber in something you ate they're like that's as simple as it is and meat has zero there's zero fiber in meat but um tim Spector is a epidemiologist i am obsessed with him he is a phenomenal scientist that is doing groundbreaking work on the gut microbiome And he has an organization called Zoe, Z-O-E, and they actually have a muffin kit that they'll send you that when you eat it, it's gluten-free, dairy-free, like free of everything so that anyone can eat it really. It's nut-free. And when you eat it, it passes through your system and it turns your poop blue so that you can measure how fast food is moving through you so that you know how healthy your gut microbiome is currently. No way. Yeah, it's like fierce, honestly. And but he's also one of these people that's out there saying, like, it's all about plant diversity. That you're the happiest gut on the planet has plant diversity. So like when you're buying a bell pepper, buy a yellow and an orange bell pepper because you've already mm. off you already have two new plants instead of one. And um, there's all kinds of ways to really make your gut health a lot happier by right? just introducing plant diversity. But a lot of people DM me all the time being like, so is bottom-friendly just vegan? And I'm like, absolutely not. It's just It just is what your body agrees with. And fiber is not a bottom secret. Like, everyone should be getting a lot of fiber. And it's something like more than half of the people in the world don't get enough fiber. It's like a crazy statistic. Um, but it's just getting a fiber supplement is really key. And there's no such thing as bad fiber, for real. How would someone know
0: if they're getting enough fiber or not enough fiber? Right.
1: So that's the tricky part. Um, So (laughs) um, we know it
0: has to be a black and white answer that everyone can
1: apply. I know. Right. (laughs) No gray area. When I tell people that they have to do a little work, they like want to scream. I'm like, well, you have to like Mm -hmm. measure it. You have to like either keep it in your phone or you need to like use an app and like track your fiber because when you use like an app, like, um, like that, my Pal one or whatever, yeah. if you, if you put in like, I ate 200 grams of broccoli, it's going to tell you in the app how much fiber that 200 mm-hmm. grams of broccoli has. But when you're taking fiber supplements, especially like, let's assume you've worked up to it and you can take the max dosage of fiber supplements. And that's going to be different for each brand and bottle. So, um, but for my brand and bottle, it's four supplements three times a day. So i take that breakfast lunch and dinner i just have a reminder that goes off at 9 a.m 12 p.m and 6 Mm p.m and um and that alone is ensuring that i'm getting enough um because i after years of a pretty consistent way of eating i know that i'm getting at least half of my fiber from the food i'm eating throughout the day and i'm making up the other half with supplements but you have to you have to do that. It's like a lot of people that start counting macros when they're like leaning out or bulking up or anything. And then after a while, they get so used to how they eat and what they do all the time that they don't have to count macros anymore. They just, they just know at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. It's similar. So you just got to get in the habit of it and then, you know, if you're getting it or not, you feel it and you're yeah. Running. Yeah. When you go to the bathroom, you'll know, <laughs> if you didn't get enough um is it runny diarrhea or are you having a nice firm bulky stool yeah yeah (laughs) um i want
0: to i want to uh switch things a little bit here and get back to the sex ed portion and just talk with people a little bit about what happens if things do get messy
1: yeah so this is one of my favorite topics honestly um First off, I think there's something really beautiful about leading with expectations. (laughs) Like if you're not um, feeling good or something feels a little off, I think that personally, there's nothing wrong with telling the person, even if it's a hookup, hey, I have IBS. Hey, I'm feeling a little off right now. Let's, we can still go for it, but I just want you to know. And then that right away, I think, inoculates the whole situation if people would just be a little more open from the very Mm -hmm. beginning um and i think that when there is a mess one we need to stop saying sorry about it like we just need to stop that right away it's kind of my philosophy
0: has always been like it's kind of what happens you're sticking a dick in a butthole yes
1: yes and it's been happening for like thousands of years (laughs) so um i'm like you know Alexander the Great was into butt play. You know that these, like, emperors and shit were into butt mm-hmm. play. They did not have the things to clean out. So, like, do you think Alexander the Great was apologizing for messes in the bedroom? I doubt it. Um, so, again, when there's a mess, it's usually not very much, too, funny enough. It's usually so little. And I think just not apologizing and being like, Oh, do you want to move into the shower or the top, whoever's topping? I don't like using top and bottom as nouns as too much. I like to try to use it as a verb as much as possible. Yeah. Whoever's topping, there's a great opportunity there to ask the person bottoming, like, how are you feeling? Do you feel like we can keep going? Do you want to move into the shower? Do you need a break? Like Uh communication. And again, even if it's a hookup, you can totally be doing that. But Uh I think just opening up right away with expectations of this is an asshole, this is a butt. This there's one function that this butt actually does. We found this other feature, right. <laughs> <laughs> which is super fun, but it's not its primary like evolutionary reason for being around. So right. um, it's it is kind of wild that we just apologize and get all freaked out and all that, but there's it's because there's so much shame around it. So stop apologizing and just say, literally shit happens. And you know, if the person starts to shame you in that moment, like the person topping, and they're like, oh, that's fucking gross. Oh, that kick their ass out. I know that sounds easier said than done, but like they need to go. Mm -hmm. Um, or if you feel like being a saint, I guess you could take that time to educate that person on why shaming someone over a body function is ridiculous but i personally would not waste my time with that and would kick them out (laughs) (laughs) and you can send them to my channel and tell them to go watch it if you really want to save yourself some time um there you go but it's just as simple as communicating it really is and i think so many people are afraid to do that even if they want to be like a pound town bathhouse slut like that's totally cool just lead with expectations and tell people how you're feeling if you need a break like we can't all be mind readers out here and i think we all get upset that our minds aren't being read all the time absolutely and
0: you know as someone who had had several has had even after douching yeah several encounters where like and by several i mean like 20 30 many encounters where the it's not clean even if I thought it was or it old me pre 2020 was like just ignoring it yeah and like if we just don't talk about it maybe it won't happen Yeah. (laughs) yeah um what do you do the I guess how do you talk with that person about it in a way I mean I I get what you're saying around yes there's no shame to be had but I think a lot of People still they hear it and it's sort of in one ear and out the other or it's like, oh, that would be nice to not be shameful about it. But I genuinely feel horrible when when I get, you know, a mess on the bed or um, whoever's topping me is is got messy and then they're like upset with me. Like what are some more kind of like mindset tricks or like practical tips that people can start using to address that?
1: Uh, Letting go of control. Um, mm. is a good one because you can't control everything, and like you just said, there are times where you can douche, 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 everything's coming out clean, you feel great, and then you bottom and there's a mess, anyways. That yeah. is like that's like poetry, honestly. Like, no matter how much you plan and work to do stuff, life is going to happen. So, I think, like, when it does happen, and also knowing that a mess is going to happen again. Like it's going to happen for all of us. Um, Absolutely. Just letting go of that control and knowing that that's not what this is about. I'm here to have sex and enjoy myself and, and feel all of that. And what happens happens. We'll cross that bridge if we have to, there's so much like anxiety too, which is funny enough, very anti bottom friendly. <laughs> like, um, Anxiety is a huge boner kill. It can also really fuck up your digestive system and stress and all that. So, but um, yeah, it's just like letting go of that control because you just, there's nothing you can do there about that. And, you know, starting to look for tools. I know there's not a ton out there about desigmatizing the shame around poop in the bedroom, but you can start to do research on like the kind of shame you experience and like maybe some tools that will help debunk those shameful feelings maybe you already have a therapist too and you can talk to your therapist about maybe there's a deeper issue there that you're feeling embarrassed about something that's out of your control like there's just something there so your therapist can give you a lot of tools too about shame and how to fight it back with it and all that kind of stuff but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you also can't control how someone else is going to react and and tell you like what they're feeling like again, if the top was being a total dickhead about it or anything. And again, that's just something you're going to have to sometimes let go is like, you can't control how that person is being also. Um, so those are some tips. I know that, like, again, this is a nuanced topic. <laughs> There's a lot of situations, that, a lot of situations that can happen. Um, so, and That's why I just try to always say the leading with expectations part, because to me, that is you're already opening the door for like further communication if you do need to talk about things or anything like that. But I I think it's because we as a society learned so much of our sex ed from porn, especially queer people. And in porn, there are zero messes. But when you talk to the porn stars that are in it or the producers that make it, there are tons of messes, like tons and tons and tons. Um, Like I've been loving watching some of the porn star TikToks recently. Um, I can't think of too many in there right now, but there's actually two porn producers that were like big in the game a while ago. And they always talk about that kind of stuff about like, yes, in porn, it's squeaky clean. But in reality, like we had to stop that scene like five times or because there was a a mess. So it's remembering that, like, what you're seeing on porn and this expectation that you've set for sex is never going to happen because it doesn't actually happen that way to begin with. Right. So, um, but that's if you have a time machine. Only if you have a time machine. Right. and that no <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is what i mean that's what they're doing in forward they're just like yeah. oh let's chop before and chop after and then oh yeah. look that whole chunk of time never
1: existed and it's the same thing with only fans they, mm-hmm. they a lot of the times they will stop the scene there's a reason there's a nice little transition in the middle like there's it's all produced and we have to remember that because for decades now as a community especially gay men in the queer community have only gotten our sex ed this way and we see this stuff and we're like damn i have to be ripped just to even qualify to -hmm. have sex oh i have to be super fit just to do that and then on top of that you're putting this pressure that doesn't need to exist on top of another pressure of like okay and then it's got to be perfectly clean oh and then we got to come at the same time and it's like (laughs) yeah it's not happening i'm sorry like (laughs) And the more pressure you put on yourself, the more anxious you're going to feel the Mm -hmm. less
0: comfortable that experience is going to be, the more stress you're going to create in your life, like all. And then that also affects your bowel movements. So it all comes full
1: circle. It really does. So like, it's, it's really just like rethinking what sex is and like going back to step one, because we are all misguided and misled and have been for a long time about what it is. Um, So it's, what you're having in the bedroom when there's an accident and things are getting real and all that—that that is actually real sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're experiencing the real deal, not the studio-produced, not very well-paid deal. <laughs> hmm. Hmm.
0: <laughs> I love that reminder. Um, and I'm gonna link in the show notes a couple previous episodes for any of you who are new. I've got lots of episodes on shame and how to deal with the mindset stuff here. So. Those me. will be down there if you want some more um, tips for the mi- the mindset of what the fuck do I do when it's a mess mm-hmm. and I'm embarrassed. Um, any other tips for making bottoming just a fantastic experience?
1: Ah, uh, loosen up. Seriously, like I, I feel like when I started dating my now husband. He Mm -hmm. is packing and I'm sure he like loves that. I'm talking about this right now. Uh, He does not fun fact. Um, But I have to use him as an example because for a long time people were like, Oh, you've never experienced a big dick then. I'm like, okay, finally I have to let the cat out of the bag. My husband is like the biggest penis I've ever had in my life and I'm married to him. So I have to like navigate that. Mm -hmm. And when I started dating him, when I actually started doing the proper work to loosen up the real way not with poppers and stuff i was having the best sex of my life to to this day um i swear to god every time we have sex it only gets better because i take the time to do some of the prep work that doesn't take that long Mm. to begin with um so i just did that carousel like i said about loosening up with butt plugs and i do it in a holistic way because if you're gonna take the time to do this you might as well make it really sexy for yourself and really um Like, make it really intimate for yourself. So, like, I will put in a butt plug and I will go and do, like, a child's pose and do the deepest breathing of my life until I quite literally feel my asshole loosen up around the toy. Like, you will feel like it's melting on the toy. And that's when you know that you've actually loosened up. Um, Dr. Carlton, who's a GI doctor that I consult with all the time, he has an amazing technique called the butt clock technique where you put... A finger in and you push the finger up to 12 o'clock for 30 seconds breathing you push your finger over for three to three o'clock it's pinned at the top of his instagram too okay um trust me i asked him to pin it there and i, I just share it all the time um but that is an incredible technique because your sphincter needs to loosen up some of y'all are there are too many bottoms that i know that think they, they've been bottoming for like a decade and they think it's supposed to kind of hurt. And that is not the case. That is a very sensitive area that you were packing things into. And the funny thing about it is it's also your asshole is your rectum and your asshole, your sphincter and all that. They're all muscles. Mm. And it's the same as doing a workout. Like your muscles going to be tight afterwards. After you've worked it out, you, you have to loosen it back up. You have to stretch things out. You need to be getting enough water so that your muscle is pliable and can be stretched. Um, right.
0: Also, so, these muscles are like constantly tight by default. In order yes. to like, so we don't just shit our pants all day. Yes, honestly,
1: <laughs> like it. It your body doesn't want like critters coming in there either and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um. So you know, I think a lot of people again because that's something else that's skipped in porn. We don't see them loosening up the whole because. They absolutely do more loosening work in porn than we ever see. Some of those guys wear a dildo in their ass all day Mm. to prep for a scene. And because we don't see that in porn, we think that we can just spit on a dick and go right into it. And, and again, like, why is it not working out for me? Because you're not doing the holistic prep work that is actually required. Um, so loosening up is so key and it can easily just starting with box breathing is like my number one tip and then you can start to do prostate simulators butt plugs fingers the butt clock technique but just starting with like deep deep breathing which is why i'm actually gonna i'm coming out with a pelvic floor program because pelvic floor program our pelvic floor exercises and pilates and all that um it can really be super beneficial to your whole anal area and how it can really, really make sex game changing because once you finally loosen up, when you get, when you start riding a penis, if you know how to clench and release your sphincter, because you have that mind body connection now, it, like mm. things are about to be unreal for you and your partner. <laughs> so good. It's my favorite. And also that's another way to loosen up when you're taking a big package if you get on it after you've done all the wor- work to loosen up and you start doing squeeze and release techniques around your partner's penis, you have just primed your whole anus for taking that thing, no matter how long it's going to be, how long the time is going to be, all that. You've just done like, j- just the work there is like, you can't even put a value to that. <laughs> so, in my regard, in my opinion, you've, you just can't.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um. I really want to ask you too about. Well, actually, before I do that, any other tips? Because all of those are fantastic. Any other tips before we move on to what you
1: like about that? I mean, I think that's it for the tips off the top okay. of my head. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's it. I'm like, I've got like <laughs> a million. <laughs>
0: That's all the tips. That's just mm-hmm. the tip of
1: the tips. Just the tip because you're taking more to- than just the tip. Yeah. What <laughs> I like to say.
0: <laughs> um let's talk about why we love bottoming because mm-hmm. I want to kind of ra- wrap up the episode with just um a joyous celebration of b- bottoming instead of Absolutely. this like oh it's a thing we have to do or all the stigmas around it that
1: yeah. Right. So I love to bottom because it feels really fucking good. Um, I think for again, a long time, people assume bottoming is supposed to hurt or it's supposed to hurt a little bit. And it's like, well, maybe when you're 17, losing your virginity or something right. like I was. But now I'm 30, like it should not be hurting anymore. And that doesn't mean you need to be loosey-goosey either, but it it feel it feels so unreal. And to me, I don't think um uh, like cis man has actually come until they have had their prostate hit mm-hmm. by a nut of uh, eye penis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while they're like, while they're coming and they're having their prostate hit, that is actually a male orgasm. Like, mm-hmm. and to me, like you just can't top that. Um, I think it just, when I'm doing like reverse cowgirl or riding that is like the only position that milks me and i love it feels Mm. so good so i know that that's kind of a corny answer to just say it feels fucking good but that's really the answer i've topped a million times and it never feels quite as good as bottoming when i've prepped correctly too Mm.
0: my favorite part about it is like having an orgasm while being having my prostate stimulated by while getting like Pounded in the most like tender dominant, yes Ugh. just delicious way possible, it is the only time I experience the the fullest full body orgasm possible mm-hmm. where like my fingers and toes and every limb is just tingling yes. with it's almost like it they fell asleep but not painful
1: like that. it's right every I was- everything. I always it's feel like just, my eyes are going to pop out of my face. Like, yeah. like I orgasm so hard that my eyeballs feel like they want to leave the socket, <laughs> like <laughs> in a not painful way. Also, but like, um, I love the, the, um, the tender dominating part Like you said. Okay. I love that. Some of these people that like to top y'all need to work on y'all's hip mobility. Cause we want a little more than just pounding. Like, <laughs> right. Like yeah. we want, you can pound and add a little wave to the a little motion to the ocean. As people say, we need a little more of that, but I love that too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So anyone who's only ever exclusively been a top, you've got a lot of tips now too. If you'd like to play around and sort of expand your horizons and try it out and see what it can be so that you can also know what you're giving to someone. Um, and for the rest of us. We all enjoy it all. <laughs> right.
1: Honest, I was like, and for the rest of us, carry on, you sluts. Carry like, on, <laughs> be
0: sluts. Have have fun. Loosen it up a little more. Use the advice from today to make your
1: experiences as enjoyable as possible. And have fun. This isn't a tax audit. like, <laughs> no. Like, have fun. Literally loosen up in all regards because yeah. this is not like your 15 minutes of fame one shot. Like, oh, no. <laughs> so and just it doesn't have to be out.
0: perfect just start using some of these things that just improve your bottoming
1: mm-hmm. i can't think of the website right now but there's like a lot of ethical porn websites now too where you can like go watch like what real sex looks like with like mm-hmm. real bodies and like real situations and um communication happening in the bedroom can i choke you that kind of stuff like there's yep. a lot of stuff out there. So also like, you know, leaving SeanCody.com and expanding your horizons could really <laughs> help.
0: Yeah. One of them for for gay porn is Hemero's. Oh
1: yeah. Um that's a uh, Davy Wavy's yep. um porn site. It's actually really, really great. I'm yep. I'm surprised. I'm not gonna lie, when he was starting a porn company, I was like, I don't know about this. And it's actually pretty iconic. And the storytelling's yep. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he was on the podcast uh, last year. So go listen oh, wow. to that episode if you haven't. I would love to. I'm also going to listen to your episode about Shane, because I would love to listen to that and oh, learn more. Of course.
0: Um, okay. I want us to kind of wrap up here with you've got some announcements to make. We've got new Patreon tiers. You've got this public floor program you're talking about. Share
1: it all. I got lots of things. The, you know. Got to keep expanding our gaping hole, I guess. Um, so yes. <laughs> but, um, so we got lots of things happening. I'm actually working on a cookbook with uh, a, um, a literary man- manager right now. So that's, you know, those things take a long time, but I'm going to plant that seed now because I love to ask my audience to advise on what kind of book they want. Um, I'm working on a pelvic floor and Pilates exercise program. Um, hoping that comes out fairly soon. And that will also be accessible through my Patreon. I'm coming out with all these new Patreon tiers because I'm starting a Discord called Booty Talk where we can all just talk in all kinds of different channels, sharing tips, advice, um, you know, any kind of like sex ed that you didn't get in school while still being in a respectful space. Um, So I'm super excited about that. The Discord, I'm actually hoping, is done this week. Um, So I got that. And then, you know, Things are always changing on my website, thebottomsidejust.com. That's where all my recipes are held. I'm actually going to be coming out. Um, I've done a lot of articles with like Spectrum Boutique, the like, sex toy company. I've done an article with Bobby Box, who's an amazing sex educator. Um, I'm about to start housing all of those on my website, too, with some sort of diagram situation. Yeah. Um, always always uh, upgrading and doing more and changing things but i'm excited about the pelvic floor program more than anything um i used to teach pilates fun fact so really yeah um i taught it for like five seconds because i worked for a gym that has like a sunset kind of name if you know what i mean and um it's a big gym but i used to um I got Pilates certified with them and found out that they were donating money to Trump's campaign. So I forfeited my Pilates certification. um, And now I'm just taking it into my own hands and doing a slutty Pilates (laughs) workout (laughs) thing instead. So
0: love um, how you repurpose these skills. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I spent $700 for that certification. So I'm definitely going to repurpose this. Um, So, yeah, look out for all that. It's going to be super fun, and it's going to be very accessible. It's going to be, like, 15-minute sessions for the most part because this isn't, like, a workout workout all the time. Some of it will be, like, a straight-up Pilates workout because your core strength really does help with bottoming. But, yeah, that's the thing I'm honestly the most excited about right now.
0: I'm totally joining that because I need to do pelvic floor exercises. I, like, have done a few, as in, like, ever. Yeah. And I'm just lazy about it. And I need – to like actually get on a consistent routine. I want to get on a consistent routine because I want to make my bottoming sex so much more enjoyable.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: Um, Amazing. Okay. So all of that, you know, we're going to link up your website and your social handles uh, in the show notes. You all go like everything is going to be posted in one of those two or both of those places.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. There we go.
0: Okay. Fabulous
1: stunning oh my god this was so fun i hope that everyone has the best bottoming experience after this <laughs> me too <laughs> just don't like only tell us if it went really well <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we expect for perfection <laughs> no despite everything we just said
1: <laughs> no i also like if you really want to share some shitty situations that went down i just told you where that discord is going to be so mm-hmm when so going to be a
0: though. spot there to, for everyone to like Share their
1: ridiculous stories. Mm-hmm, there it is. Um, there's going to be, yeah, because that's going to help with the shame and like destigmatizing these things. It's like, yeah, absolutely well Oh, this happened to 100 people today. Like, right. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> and that's it. No worries. It's normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit happens. Shit does happen. All right. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast. I really appreciate it, Alex. Uh, it was so great to talk with you.
1: Yes, thank you, Alex.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All the Alex energy for you all today. All right, Mm -hmm. everyone. Love you so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they, too, can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com
1: or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you.